0: It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Bring out the zamboni! It's time for Curbside with the Voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. I'm BK. Happy to go out to the 101 ESPN hotline to be joined by the voice of the blues. He's Chris Kerber joining us here on the show as he does each and every Wednesday. Kerbs, how are you doing today, man? BK, I'm doing fine. How are you today? Uh, Doing all right. So I want to talk a little bit before we get to the changes that we saw at morning skate earlier today about the game that we witnessed last night. Kerbs first period looked great. What happened in the second period in your mind?
1: I think you the know, second periods are different periods at time to time because you've got the long changes. Uh, the, your line changes can be a little more discombobulated because you, you can't necessarily get a quick change if the puck is at the other team's blue line uh, because you'll already be behind the play in some cases. So I think puck play, possession puck play, uh, decisions with the puck, the, everything that goes that, that, that you hear the quick movement, the accurate movement, the tape-to-tape passing, all those kind of things that allow for quicker play, it started to unravel. And what Winnipeg built in the first period uh, after, the, after the sod penalty and then the power play goal, they carried it into the second. And, you know, there's a, a certain level of, I don't know if it's mental toughness, I don't know if it's belief in the ability yet to be able to come from behind, when you're chasing a game and, and in this case, I think it snowballed against the team a little bit, especially in the second period.
0: Uh, Curbs watching that top line for Winnipeg and look, Mark Shifley and Kyle Connor, incredible players. And Alex, I add some chemistry for those two. Do you feel like the line chemistry is in place for the blues or are they still searching for something to click?
1: Well, we weren't talking about this with the two previous games, right? Correct. You know, so it's, it's, from one game to the next, that type of snapshot can be a very hard thing to to almost predict or see. I, I really learned over the years that when it comes to line chemistry, things like that, I think you've got to look at five, seven, ten game you know windows for a line uh, to be able to build it. Uh, in the end, I think though more to your point Alex of, of of maybe not just line chemistry, but line challenges is the fact that that matchup, of Robert Thomas's line against Mark Shifley's line didn't work out really well in that game. And whether it was they couldn't get away from it because of how bonus was making changes or, or, you know, Craig Berube just kind of said, Hey, look, we've got to get these guys used to this and we're sticking with it longer. But by the time they kind of made some switches in the third period, uh, the game, because of that early goal in the third period, got away from them. So I, I look at, I know this is hard for fans to accept to some degree, but I think if you look at where the Blues are real honest about with what they were going to do with the changes from last year into this year, you know, I'm I'm really just kind of looking game to game and seeing progression, and I think in some areas you see good progression, in other areas it's slower, but um, that was a challenging game for uh, the Blues' top line from a defensive standpoint. And I think you're still going to see games like that over the course of this year
0: on the offensive side of things, though, Curbs, Robert Thomas now has a goal in four straight games. He is shooting the puck. Unlike anything we've seen from him in his career, he's on pace this year. I think it's for 160 shots on goal. He had 220 over the last two years combined. If this ends up holding true, if, if Robert Thomas is going to continue shooting it and he's a 25 to 30 goal scorer, what does that mean for his progression here in St. Louis, Curbs?
1: Well, it's going to make him even better, especially as he, you know, as he plays with, you know, potential wingers coming in, you know, or some guys with maybe some different skill sets, um, you know, that, that could even take advantage of it. You know, who knows what 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 does a He look like if Thomas is passing him the puck? Um, you know, who knows so that that type of thing? And I realize that's all a year or two down the road, but in terms of Robert's pro- progression. You know, you're talking about a player that five years ago was playing 11, 12 minutes on a third line role between Bozak and Maroon, starts to move up. Sometimes centering Braden Shen, Kyrou, you know, on on different lines, Butch Navich, that kind of stuff. But uh, and now it's Kapanen uh, that that was up there. You're seeing a player that, from a faceoff standpoint, began his career in the high 40s. This season is up to 53. You know, last season was right below 53, so continued progression there. Uh, th- there's so many good positives with the progression of Robert Thomas, and these things do take time uh, as, as you go along. But if his shot becomes something he really gets confident in, and sometimes he might just have to shoot because that's the way this team is going to be built this year, but if that builds confidence, the more he shoots and the more he go in, the more teams are going to have to play his shot. If they play his shot, that's going to open up a whole world for his ability to pass the puck. I think, I think you've got to be very encouraged
0: by that. Kerbs, speaking of progression, Scott Perunovic. it seems like he's going to be playing tomorrow. Craig Berube said, we'll see, but Perunovich at least confirmed that he's playing tomorrow. Can he show the coaching staff what is needed to get some more consistent playing time as a third pairing defenseman?
1: In one game? No, in my opinion. Um, I, I just, Uh, it's, it's such a hard thing to do guys. You know, you're going in there. You haven't, you're in the lineup, you're out of the lineup. It's a very difficult thing to do. It's one, it's one of the, and and it doesn't matter the sport. I mean, it really truly doesn't matter the sport young player comes in. They don't get certain playing times. You got to figure out how to deal with that in your career. In his case, he was dealing with injuries over the last couple of years, right? So for him, it's just a matter of getting in there, getting more comfortable and for his sake, Just make the smart, simple plays that the coaches know you can rely on. Use what you know are your skills. His ability to move the puck, that first pass out of the zone. If he's got to eat it in the corner, which he will from time to time, don't eat it long, get it moving. Use your skating, that kind of thing. And you're going to see mistakes. You're going to see some hiccups. This game is coming at you fast, and this is a fast Arizona team, you know, to to try to deal with there. So keep – in my opinion, can he do it in one game? I I just think that that would be unfair to ask, you know, over a stretch of games, you finally start to see, you know, what you have. And and I've I've told you guys this, this example, and I don't know if it's apples to apples or maybe green apples to red apples, or, you know, maybe it's apples to oranges. I'm not sure. Okay. But Ian Cole was in a situation where he was used by Ken Hitchcock and then not. And if he made a mistake, he'd get benched by Ken Hitchcock. And, and over time, he really began to doubt himself, and he was going out there to not make mistakes. And I talked to him a lot about this, and, and it was very hard for him. Well, look what happened when he got with Pittsburgh and was able just to get in there and go and, and, and finally get, get that confidence in there, and it was 25 minutes a game, part of back-to-back Stanley Cup championships. Young players just got to get reps, whether it's Tucker, whether it's Perunovic, whether it's Thomas, Cairo, you know, we'll see it soon with Snuggerud, maybe Divorcey. All these guys, young players, have to get reps, and that's that's when you know over time. And Al McKinnis told me, guys, uh, at at one point in time, he goes, he, he really believes it takes for a defenseman 300 or so games in the National Hockey League to really know what you have.
0: Curbs, we appreciate the time as always, my friend. We'll be looking forward to hearing you on the call tomorrow night against the Arizona Coyotes as the Blues finish out this homestand. Hopefully that one goes a little better than it did last night. We'll be listening. We'll be watching. We'll talk with you again soon, my friend.
1: All right, guys, you got it. And, hey, uh, congratulations to, to, you know, my partner Joe Vitale. Uh, tomorrow night he's being inducted into the Northeastern Athletic Hall of Fame. So that's quite an honor for us. A- kid that grew up in st louis i think uh so great honor for him brianna i know his mom and dad are traveling up there for it too so uh congratulations to joey and uh, we're looking forward to uh, seeing the highlights of that induction ceremony
0: absolutely we'll talk to him about that a little bit tomorrow when he joins us here on the show as well curbs be good man we'll talk with you again soon cheers guys have a great week